0: Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So in this episode, I'm going to touch on uh, where to start with your New Year's goals or New Year resolutions. First of all, quick update on myself as I usually do. So it's currently the 29th of uh, December. uh, So obviously a couple of days before New Year. And I just had a good Christmas just there. Uh, Everything went pretty well and I enjoyed it. So obviously just the usual spending time with family, having Christmas dinner, etc. Uh, so yeah, uh, good day as a whole and Boxing Day I spent the day with my girlfriend's family So that was a good day as well And the uh, trainings went well, still managed to fit sessions in And coincidentally Christmas happened to be timed on a rest day uh, Which worked out pretty well So I didn't have to like train on Christmas uh, like the last few years uh, So I could actually not have to rush about, hectic if that makes sense uh, And I think that's about it I'm just feeling like I'm running about like a headless chicken still after the holiday just from getting home from Tenerife and then being not long till Christmas and then having to catch up with work and then obviously with the festive period like you see family a bit more than usual you've got a bit more commitments than usual so that means I couldn't quite work as much eh, due to that so I had a few interruptions and overall it's just been absolutely hectic so I feel like I'm chasing my tail quite a lot but I don't feel stressed while doing so, which is good, I guess. And uh, it's better that than having the opposite, I believe. So in terms of the episode, where to start with your new year goals. So first of all, you want to establish your long-term goal. It sounds a bit straightforward and a bit self-explanatory, but it helps a lot. So establishing that, let's say your goal is to lose, let's say two stone, we'll say, uh, can help. Because if let's say you say your goal is to lose weight, you don't know how much, you don't know your time frame. you've not got much of a plan in place and planning just helps a lot because it it tells you what exactly you need to do to achieve your goal and just saves you or minimizes the chances of you failing in terms of reaching that goal in my opinion so yeah first of all establish your long-term goal and think deeply think what your goal is and also your why behind it uh, which can help a lot for example if you if you have a really really strong why meaning like the why in terms of why you want to hit that goal, it will help drive you, it will help keep you disciplined when your motivation. So for example, if you want to, let's say someone wanted to lose weight so they can have better health and live longer, that's quite a strong why, literally staying alive. That's a very strong why. So linking weight loss to your why can help if your goal's weight loss anyway. So after you've established your long-term goal, you then want to work out your timeline. Uh, For example, if, let's say, your goal is to lose two stone or, in other words, 12 kilograms, that would be if, let's say, you say you take two months at maintenance throughout the year, then let's say that's due to social events, holidays, being ill, other interruptions, then you've got 44 weeks if we take away those eight weeks or the two months at maintenance, you've got 44 weeks to lose 12 kilograms. So if we divide that... 44 by 12 is 0.27 kilograms a week. So, what did seem like you've got plenty of time and like you've got like a whole year to lose that weight and you've not got much of a sense of urgency or a plan in place. Now, you know, in order to lose the desired amount of weight, you need to be losing at a rate of 0.27 kilograms a week or you won't reach that goal. Uh, granted, you've got the two months at maintenance planned in, but it just shows you if you work out your timeline and break down your goals into like step by step it puts a sense of urgency in place it helps in terms of giving you a kick up the bum so you know exactly how fast you need to lose that because now you know right instead of being like in the middle of january and thinking ah i'll you know what I mean, i'll, I'll eat this i'll eat that or i'll start next week or i'll get back on plan next month you'll think right I can't afford to slip up because if I let's say don't lose weight for the, the this two weeks I'll have to lose like a uh, half a kilogram for the next two weeks instead after that uh, whereas if let's say you stick to the plan you know you'll be on track so it gives you that sense of urgency and accountability and uh can help in terms of like motivation because you know right if I tick these boxes I'll end up at my goal and uh, it can help a lot because most people have a goal when they don't actually think or they don't work out how they're going to get there they just basically wing it and a plan's like uh obviously in, in all aspects of life really if you've got a plan in place you're much more likely to reach your goal like if it's studying for your exams if it's how you're going to save up to buy something or reaching your fitness goals a plan is key in my opinion so once you've got that timeline you know how fast you need to lose that the same applies if you're gaining if you know you want to bulk up to a certain weight you can think about what rate of gain you want to be at and uh, you can think right if I want to gain before let's say you want to bulk for 10 weeks or that's that's quite a short time but let's say we'll say 20 weeks let's say you want to bulk for 20 weeks then you'll think right I've only got eight weeks left of this gaining phase and that will give you a kick up the bum because you've only got eight weeks left to gain muscle before you diet again. So, again, that gives you a sense of urgency and means you're not going to mess about when it comes to your sleep, when it comes to your nutrition, when it comes to your training because you'll be like, right, I need to get a good sleep because I've only got eight leg days left until my diet. I've only got eight weeks to build more muscle in my legs. So, after you've got that timeline, it's about creating a plan. Uh, so, putting a plan in place. So, what I'd say is what will help a lot of people is in indiv- introducing habits that will help you reach your long-term goal for example if your goal is to let's say lose two stone then instead of just being like right a week this much calories a a day which can be good can be valuable obviously if you want to lose weight your diet needs to put you in a calorie deficit or you need to be eating less than you're burning but that aside think about what habits you can put in place to help you stick to your calories, not just setting a calorie goal. Because if you just set a calorie goal and rely on willpower, willpower can fade. It can be hard to stick to a diet if you're hungry, if you're tired, if it's not enjoyable. So don't just rely on a calorie goal because what most people do is they just set that calorie goal. And the reason why that doesn't work is most people gain the weight or gain excessive weight is because they don't make good food choices. They eat foods that don't fill them up, leave them hungry, and uh, cause them to overeat. So if you try and diet on the same type of foods, then you're you're still going to want to overeat. You're still going to be hungry. You're still going to struggle to stick to your diet. Whereas if you do the opposite and you change your foods to suit your levels of hunger and uh, as a result, you introduce foods that help fill you up, then it's going to be a lot easier to stick to the calorie goal because it's not going to be a chore to stick to it you're going to be full, so you're not going to want to eat those additional calories to an extent. So some things you can do is like eat a fruit and veg goal, not eat a fruit and veg goal, sorry, set a fruit and veg goal. So try and get your five a day in because we know fruit and veg are usually quite low in calories, so they'll help fill you up while getting plenty of micronutrients in your diet. And uh, establishing what foods are high volume and try and, let's say, swap certain foods. For example, instead of having let's say cereal for breakfast you could have oats because they're usually more filling instead of having honey in your teas and coffees or sugar in your teas and coffees then have sweetener because zero calorie instead of having full fat coke have diet coke and basically removing liquid calories or cutting down liquid calories can help a lot in terms of filling you up because you don't really need to digest liquid calories a lot they're not really spending much time in your stomach being digested Whereas if you eat something like a steak that takes quite a while to digest, you're going to be a lot fuller if you eat the same amount of calories from, let's say, a steak or a protein shake, a steak is going to be more satiating. So focus on setting goals when it comes to your nutrition that helps fill you up. If you struggle with appetite, then obviously do the opposite end. Get a plan in place in order to help you reach your calorie goal and eat foods that are really easy to eat, meaning like liquid calories and foods that aren't really filling instead of like having oats for breakfast having cereal basically doing the exact exact opposite and that's why people can lose weight eating certain amount certain diets so there's nothing spe- special about let's say being vegetarian but being vegetarian can help people eat less calories which will mean they'll lose weight from that so it's not that a vegetarian diet is key for weight loss it means they're picking a diet that helps assist them in eating less food throughout the daily basis So once you've got a plan in place for your nutrition and uh, you, let's say, have goals in terms of how much calories to eat, or you're simply trying to make swaps that will help you unconsciously eat less calories or unconsciously eat more calories. Next, think about your training. So if you're training, what's best to do if you've got like body composition-related goals is creating a plan that works for you. So it doesn't have to be perfect or optimal on paper. Uh, And what I mean by this is, like, your plan doesn't have to be absolutely perfect and be the most, most, like, effective thing ever if you don't enjoy it, if that makes sense. So what I recommend you do is create a plan that's sustainable for yourself. So this could mean instead of training five days a week, train four days a week. This could mean instead of doing, like, an upper lower split, if you absolutely hate that, then do a push-pull legs instead or it could mean instead of spending two hours in the gym because someone you heard said that they that you need to because that's how long it takes to get results. If you can't stick to two hours in the gym and you try and force yourself to do it, you're just gonna basically fall off track because you won't have the time for it. So create a plan that suits you. Sustainability is key. So yeah, make make training fit your lifestyle and goals and ensure it's enjoyable. So. If an exercise on paper isn't effective, for example, you you get a lot of talk about like a bench, barbell bench press, or let's say a squat or a deadlift not being optimal for muscle growth. Or like other exercises not being the best on paper. But if you absolutely love doing them and you and you're excited to get to the gym to progress those movements, then you're gonna you're gonna be able to stick to the plan if you're gonna love training that much. So focus more on what you can stick to and uh, yeah like I said have a plan that works for you and make sure that it fits your schedule so if let's say you work certain shifts like uh, let's say you work 12 hour shifts some days time your rest days for when you work 12 hour shifts and uh, yeah so make sure it's enjoyable and make sure you can stick to it long term and in terms of what type of training you should do so weight training I believe is superior for weight and fat loss the reason being is muscle is metabolically active which means in order to just keep muscle on our frame in order to have muscle we need to burn more calories to keep it or we burn more calories when we have more muscle Uh, because yeah muscle is basically calorie demanding and what i mean by this is like the more muscle we have the bigger engine we have relating it to a car it's like a car with a bigger engine is going to use more fuel we're the same if we've got more muscle we're going to burn more fuel or in other words burn more calories because when we are simply carrying muscle on a frame at rest we require more calories whereas let's say body fat we don't require calories to maintain body fat if that makes sense so as well as muscle being metabolically active meaning it requires calories to just stay there muscle changes our visual appearance and what i mean by this is if let's say you've got the same level of body fat as someone else, but you've got much more muscle than them. Let's say it's a clone of yourself. You've got a clone of yourself. You've got the exact same amounts of body fat, but you've got 10 kilograms more muscle. You will definitely look leaner, have better shape, have a, a smaller looking waist if you've got an extra 10 kilograms of muscle. Because if, let's say, you gain muscle around your legs, around your shoulders, your lats, a muscle in your back, you're gonna have a smaller looking waist. So that's something very valuable, just building muscle in terms of making yourself look visually better if that's your goal. So yeah, if you do enjoy weight training, I'd highly advise that and also maxing out the amount of weight training you're doing before anything else. For example, if you hate cardio, you're training, let's say, two times a week in the gym and doing two cardio sessions. I'd rather see someone do four weight training sessions instead of two cardio sessions. Uh, Even if, let's say, those cardio sessions are... Only 30 minutes, a driver sees someone do an extra 30 minutes of training twice a week because I think there'll be more bang for your buck when it comes to doing the weight training. Also, with cardio, there's an interference effect, which means if, let's say, you do cardio and also weight train, they're kind of going against one another. So, not that you automatically lose muscle if you do cardio, but cardio is basically t- telling your body, right, we don't want to hang on to this muscle because it's not efficient to hang on to muscle during cardio. It makes it harder at the end of the day the more weight you have so i want to lose the muscle if that makes sense so i'd really recommend maxing out the amount of weight training you're doing before thinking about adding cardio however in order to reach your goals whatever form is best is the one you can stick to once again so if you absolutely hate weight training then and if you're not concerned about gaining maximum amounts of muscle then You can do another form of exercise if it's a sport, if it's just running outside or on the treadmill. Uh, For example, one of my clients recently, he's been doing Muay Thai as well as weight training and he's been progressing at a much faster rate. Uh, And the reason why is just going to the gym with him. It's quite a trek in terms of getting to the gym. Uh, His friends do Muay Thai as well, so it works out in terms of helping him stick to it because when you've got people around you when your like environments tailored for you sticking to the plan and it's going to be much easier if that makes sense so yeah stick to or do what you can stick to so even if let's say Muay Thai on paper is not going to be the best for building muscle if his goal is not to build absolute maximum amounts of muscle and it means he can train consistently he's constantly getting exercise in and that's going to be best for him so yeah I hope you have enjoyed the episode so quick recap in terms of what to do and where to start for your new year goals so Establish your long-term goal, work out a timeline to help you reach it. After you've got your timeline, then create a plan. So create a plan in terms of training uh, that will help you reach your goal in terms of what days you'll train, what days you'll stick to it. Maybe putting a step goal in place and also deciding what type of training you're doing and also making some sort of structure and plan with your nutrition in terms of limiting the amount of calories you're eating or eating more calories through changing your diet, through like adding in more fruit and veg if your goals to eat less. Uh, yeah, eat less calories or adding in foods that fill you up more, increasing your protein amount, that sort of thing. Removing high calorie sauces and, uh, and liquid calories because they don't fill you up. And the opposite if your goals to build muscle, but obviously, uh, or if your goals to bulk, sorry, but still obviously include your fruit and veg because that should be a staple regardless if you're dieting or not. Uh, but yeah, hope this helps. Any questions regarding tackling your goals come the new year uh, please let me know and I'll happily help or if you want me to like to look over your training program or your nutrition give you some guidance in terms of how you can improve it just let me know but I appreciate everyone's support as always uh, feel free to like share subscribe comment on any episodes put on your story and tag me and if you enjoyed it and uh, also if anyone's interested in online coaching now that new year's just about upon us then just let me know and I can send you across an application form Tell you a bit more about my coaching service and how it can help you achieve your goals. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. As always, greatly appreciate the support.